October and best Christmas gift ever. Sound off Raider Nation. Join GT the Brick weekdays from noon to 2 p.m. from the most interactive talk show in sports talk radio. We are RNR 920 AM, KRLV Las Vegas. This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Crosby bringing pressure off the edge, the dump down to Eckler at the 18. Blockers in front, 25-30, and he takes it out. The ball's on the turf. Raiders pointing at it. There's a scrum for it. It's still loose, and Hobbs picks it up. Snap, back to pass, looking left, lofting left, to the end zone. Adams grabs it, falling down. Touchdown, Devontae Adams. He was on his backside, and the ball landed in his lap. One play, one touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 74 yards on 13 carries, and he gets it again. Pitches it back to Derek Carr. Looking downfield for Devontae Adams. It's straight at the five. Touchdown, Raiders. And that's even more glorious. That's even more glorious. Live from the underground lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Every single Monday night, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino tonight. Tampa Bay and New Orleans will be on these screens, so come on by. we got plenty of T-shirts, plenty of prizes for you. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, and take one home with you. Enjoy some of the food and drink specials that's going on as well. Right now, joining us on the phone line, longtime NFL defensive back, that's my guy Mark McMillan. And, Mark, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. My man, I wanted to get you on and really uh, talk about the Raiders and their secondary and the way that they played against Justin Herbert and the Chargers on Sunday. What did you see from Nate Hobbs? in his return? Um, I, I saw a confident secondary. Um, I didn't see any uh, blown coverages yesterday, which, you know, in previous games, you know, there was a lot of blown, blown coverages, a lot of defensive backs uh, looking around, pointing to each other, uh, you know, so that, you know, for the most part, those guys were in sync. And, you know, the, the defense coordinator put a lot more pressure um, in, the, in this game than he did usually. Uh, like you, know, you saw my tweet yesterday about the Chargers offensive line, but, uh, seeing Nate Hobbs out there, man, I know, you know, there's a lot of players in the National Football League, but I, I really like Nate Hobbs, man. I like the way he goes about his business. Uh, he comes back in. Uh, he's been a leader. He's going out there. He's on the island. He was playing man-to-man a lot of times out there as well, and, and seeing him being able to hold up after being out of football, you know, on IR for the last four to five weeks. Yeah, no, and there was a lot of man being played. I'm glad you pointed that out. And uh, Patrick Graham, I thought he dialed up a really good game uh, with some defensive play calling, and I thought Josh McDaniels did a good job on the offensive side of things. But, you know, you mentioned that pressure that was getting to Justin Herbert. Uh, when that pressure can come up the gut like it was, I mean, you got a guy like Tillery, you got a guy like Cleve Furrow, you got uh, other guys, uh, Matthew Butler getting getting home. How, how much easier does that make the, the corner's job when, uh, when when they can get home like that? Man, it was like a Caesar's Palace buffet for that defensive line yesterday. Man, it was all you can eat, uh, you know. So it, it, was, it was good to see those guys, uh, like I said, Frazier dialed up a, a really good game. I thought from a, uh, from a, from a whole standpoint, Q, uh, that's probably one of the best games that they played as far as being complete on both sides of the ball and special teams. But when you can get pressure like that and have the quarterback scrambling for his life, it uh, makes your job a lot easier as a defensive back because you know that ball has to come out hot. Right, absolutely. I, just, I got a chance to talk to Trayvon Merrick uh, in the locker room following the game, and he was saying how much easier it was with all that uh, all that pressure happening up front. Uh, let me ask you this. As far as the player in the locker room, when you hear uh, a wide receiver say that, oh, that secondary is going to be barbecue chicken, did, how, how much did that affect the Raiders in their secondary? Because they looked like they were playing with an attitude out there. Well, I remember a guy named Lomas Brown uh, when we played them in the playoffs said that the Eagles will get smacked 
And, you know, we played that in our minds all weekend long. And, uh, you know, so, you know, as players, you know, you take pride in that. We're grown men. And, you know, if you're somebody going to call your secondary barbecue chicken, man, that's the greatest. That's one of the – that is downright disrespectful. And, you know, those guys took it personal. Uh, you know, they got up in the uh, receivers' faces. They challenged them on every throw. Uh, so it was good to see those guys finally step up and, and not play scared. You know, they were playing with a lot of confidence and getting their hands on a lot of balls as well. Talking right now with Mark McMillan here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, there was a, a big completion to Keenan Allen on that fourth down play, and Meek Robertson I thought was in really good coverage. It just was a better play. Sometimes you got to tip the cap. What did you see on that big fourth down completion from Herbert to uh, Allen? Um, that was just a great play, and, uh, you know, a great throw, great catch. You just got to just tip your hat to that guy. Uh, Keelan made a fantastic grab. Uh, you know, I know Robinson was uh, pretty upset after the game. Even seeing him walking off the field after a big win, he seemed like he was still upset. And, you know, people asked me the question. I was like, man, the one of the worst feelings is, is that defensive back is giving up a touchdown. You know, even your team wins, it's almost like, you know, you let your guys down. So it was a great throw, a great catch. Um, you know, I see Keelan, he was just chirping big time after that. And I was thinking he had like, what, two or three catches the whole game. But, you know, that catch was really important at that at particular part of the game. But uh, it was great coverage, man. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that throw and catch. Right. I mean, sometimes it just, it's just going to happen. But how important is it that a guy like Amik Robertson, when he gives up a play like that, and sometimes that's going to happen, he has that short memory and just lets it go? Yeah, he, like you said, in the locker room, he has a 24-hour rule. Uh, you know, just forget about it. Uh, today, you know, you just go out there and, and uh, you know, study your plays and get prepared for a short week. But as a defensive back, man, you got to have a short memory because if you don't, man, they're going to continue to to test you. And you know, you saw a couple of times they went at Nate Hobbs, uh, but he was successful. Uh, you know, and then they started, you know, going at Robinson and the, and the other guys. But like I said, the, uh, the defensive line, man, Chandler Jones. Can we say enough about Chandler <laughs> Jones? He showed up big time. I've been calling for Chandler Jones all season. And, man, did he shut me up yesterday with a performance that, you know, the, the three sacks, you know, pressures, PBUs, uh, he stepped up big time yesterday. Yeah, and, Mark, he could have had five sacks. I mean, he had three on the day, yeah. but the other two sacks that the Raiders had, I mean, he was right there. He he also knocked a ball down on that maybe was a Deron Harmon pick six if it gets through. But uh, either way you look at it, man, Chandler Jones had a breakout game. How much, even though he's a veteran, he's a guy that's going to go into the Hall of Fame at some point, how much do you think he just, that was a sigh of relief to finally get home and have a game like that? Oh, man, there's nothing like that. You know, you, know, you hear the chirping. You know, you hear the fans, you hear the media talked about, uh, your performance, you know, a lot of people talked about the money. Uh, even me, I was saying, hey, man, you know, they paid you a lot of money. When are you going to show up? And mm -hmm. I don't know if he listened to me, but uh, <laughs> if he did, he did, he, show, he shut me up yesterday because he balled out yesterday. And, you know, when you're a player and you're in the slump, man, there, it's a, that's, a, that's a rough feeling, especially being a veteran. And like you said, he's putting up really big numbers over his career. Uh, he should get a gold jacket someday. But um, it, it, it was good to see Chandler Jones excited in the locker room and, and just excited on the football field yesterday. And you could see the the, uh, the exuberation from the whole D-line. It was like they all feasted um, off of Chandler Jones' uh, play yesterday. And, and nobody that was happier than Max Crosby. You could just look at the eyes and, and see how happy he was for Chandler Jones as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Max is such a leader of that squad and just really is taking his game to a whole nother level. Again, we're talking with Mark McMillan here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, I want to take you back to that Amik Robertson um 
reception that Keenan Allen had over him for just a little bit longer. When it comes to the time that you as a DB, you have to defend a receiver and, you know, the quarterback's making those improvisations, like how many seconds is it like in your mind for say, you say, you don't, you're not going to give up on the play, but things are going to go bad for the DB because the receiver is just moving all over the field. Yeah, you're not supposed to cover a guy four to five seconds. You know, you're not, you're not supposed to cover a guy that long. And, you know, Herbert was scrambling around and, you know, like I say, rolling out to his right, made an unbelievable throw uh, on the run off of one foot. Uh, for a defensive back, man, you just got to tip your hat to those guys, man. Like I said, I've been in those situations before. Uh, you just shake the you – know, I never shook a receiver hand, but, you know, you just tip the cap, <laughs> say, hey, good, good catch. You know, we'll line it up again when, uh, when we get back out here, but – like I said, there's nothing you can do about that because the defensive back, man, you're not supposed to cover a guy for that amount of time. And then also with the defense, they were able to make some turnovers there. Obviously, you mentioned Chandler Jones. Shout out to him. But when it comes to the defense being opportunistic and making those plays happen, is that a feeling or, like I hate this word, but momentum <laughs> where you can start making some turnovers as a defense? You finally said it. Well, Thank you. If, it, you know, if you look at the last couple of games, the defense have been playing uh, really good the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, every time they've, they've won a game, they've, they've come up with a big-time stop and given the offense the ball back. And, you know, that momentum, like you said, I know you don't like that word, but it is big-time when you're playing professional sports, man. And those guys are riding high right now. And I, I hate to say it, but, man, this is a scary team to play, you know, especially when you have Josh running the way he is. Uh, Devontae is, like, unstoppable. You know, I know all these other receivers, they talk about digs and, and all these other guys, but man, oh man, what this young man is doing every week. If I'm a defensive back for the Rams this week, I'm thinking like, Coach, can we triple teaming? Can we do a triangle? <laughs> we got to do something to stop this man. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I wanted to ask you, and I know you'll never back down to anybody, but if you line up and you see 17 across from you, what's your best plan of attack if you're a defensive back? Um, I'm going at his throat, Q. Um, you know, I got to try to go at his throat. I got to try to intimidate him. I got to try to get up under his skin. Uh, you know, thankfully I have some, some really good D linemen that made my job a little easier. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there were some times that uh, I had to play the Cowboys my rookie year, and, man, Michael Irvin just took me to school. Um, there was nothing I could do that day. He caught everything that they threw his way, uh, but it was just a lesson learned, man. And there are certain receivers in the league that just, just have your number. And, you know, if I saw 17 on the other side, you know, you just know you're going to have a long day. And, you know, he doesn't chirp. He doesn't say a lot of things, and it's unbelievable that these defensive coordinators put a linebacker on him when he's lined up in the slot. It's, I have no clue why they continue to run that same coverage when he's lined up in the slot. But, hey, you didn't hear from me. I'm not going to help the, I'm not going to help the opponent out either. <laughs> Mark, something else that I wanted to ask you about, like a specific play, when it comes to the Raiders and they've ran the flea flicker successfully now for a couple of games in a row, what is it about for the DBs, specifically the corner, where they're having that trouble staying with Devontae and getting burnt every time it seems like? Well, if I'm a defensive back and I see 17 and I got man coverage, I don't care what's going on in the backfield. Man, it could be a Vegas showgirl back there shaking her tootie-tootie, man. I am not looking in the backfield. You just got to get deep because uh, you know he's going to run a, a great route. Uh, and Carr right now feeling real confident. He's throwing the ball up there and giving Devontae an uh, opportunity now. And, um, you know, earlier in the year he, he was kind of gun-shy on making those throws. But now, man, they're going for the juggler. And, you know, defensive back, I don't, I don't get how they keep looking in the backfield when you're guarding Devontae Adams. That's like DB one-on-one, no-no. I'll tell you right now, if there's a Vegas showgirl on the backfield, I think I would have peeped into the backfield. I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> you 
fucked up Burt, man, and everybody's striking up the band on you, Q. <laughs> I mean, look, that's just the chance I'm going to have to take. <laughs> so, some things are undefeated, brother. <laughs> so I think I'm going to lose that battle, and that's why I'm sitting where I'm sitting, and I'm not standing where they are on the field because I would lose that battle. So uh, final question for you, Mark, as far as this three-game winning streak goes for the Raiders, what have you seen? I mean, you're there, you're watching all the games, you're in the press box, you're checking them all out. What do you think has been the biggest difference in even this team's demeanor in these last three games? Um, I think those guys really look themselves in the eye. Um, you know, I, I always go back to Derek Carr when he cried, and, the, you know, a lot of people, you know, threw him under the bus, and he's he soft and weak. But, you know, from a man to a man, those guys looked at each other and said, man, this guy really freaking cares about this organization. And, you know, guys are starting to buy into it. Guys are starting getting healthy. Um, you know, guys are not wondering, okay, when is Waller coming back? When is Renfro coming back? He's got to say, oh, the guys that we have in this locker room are the guys we're going to roll with, block out all the outside noise, and you just see these guys playing for one another now. Uh, as in early in the year, it was like kind of like individuals, but yeah. these guys are really playing for each other. Uh, you can see it in the warm-ups. Uh, you see it at practice. You hear it in the interviews that these guys do uh, during the week, that these guys really – uh, bought into the system now. Um, you know, Josh has got these guys playing well. Uh, Frazier's got his defense, you know, really getting after it, playing more attack football. It's almost like, man, since you're in Vegas, man, you got to roll the dice. And, uh, you know, these guys are rolling the dice and they're winning right now. No, they really are. And uh, final question for you. I know that there's a quick turnaround. How, how difficult is that quick turnaround to go from Sunday to Thursday, especially with a team that hasn't done it before with this coaching staff and these players? Well, when you, like I said, when you have that momentum cue, it makes it a lot easier to go down uh, to L.A. when you got to win yeah. uh, as, as to, to a loss. And these guys uh, are actually playing for something now. Yeah. You know, the way that was playing out, man, is anything can happen. Uh, you know, as we see week in and week out, teams are getting, uh, teams are losing that we, you know, thought that we were going to win. Um, they're just stacking up wins week in, week out. And, you know, they're making it hard for a lot of teams that have them on their schedule with playoff implications. You know, now it's all of a sudden like, you know, we ain't scheduled nobody week for the homecoming. We got the Raiders and they're serious. And, you know, with Stafford being out, you know, you don't know if you're going to get Aaron Donald. Uh, Cooper Cup is down. So, you know, the Raiders have a, a good chance to go down there on a short week and, and pick up another W. Man, I'll tell you right now, I can only imagine what radio will sound like on Friday if they head to L.A. and pick up a W. Boy, it's going to be fire. You already know that's exactly what it's going to be. And, hey, I'm here for it, man. I am absolutely here for it. Well, I know you got a lot that you're cooking up, literally and figuratively. So uh, what, are you, what are you working on now that I need to be on the lookout for? Oh, man, like I said, I'm getting ready to release my infused olive oil. Man, I did a great uh, team that partnered up with uh, Evil Pie here in uh, Las Vegas. So we we're giving away free slices of pizza yesterday. I sent out the message to everybody, but, yep. you know, a lot of people came by and got some free pizza. So I'm meeting up with them uh, a little later today. We're going to do a, uh, a little uh, pizza giveaway with proceeds going to a, a foundation, probably either Alzheimer's or autism, uh, because that's kind of close to my family. So we're going to partner up and and do a little, uh, you know, do a little collaboration here in Las Vegas and just try to do, just try to give back as much as I can, man. Like I said, since being here, being on the radio, radio show, uh, Channel 8 News, you know, doing the Raiders pregame live, I've been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback. So, man, it's only right for me to be able to give back uh, with the blessings and the platform that I have, too. Yeah, no doubt. And anything that you need us to help with, if there's the same thing that you want us to, you know, mention or, or, or promote for you, all, you, know how to, you know how to get a hold of me, brother. You know we got your back. 
Oh, man, I'm excited, man. Like I said, I just partnered up with the Gorilla Grills as well, man. I got a, I got about three grills waiting in the, in the uh, garage, just dropped off the other way, uh, other day. So I'm excited to fire those new babies up, man. So <laughs> it's a lot of stuff cooking in the kitchen. I got to get you guys over here to get some cue. I know, Damani, man, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what your schedule is, but man, come on over here, man. Have a, have a chicken leg with your boy, man. Hey, man, look, I'm going to bring this little unit and bring it over there and I'm going to do the show from there. <laughs> in between, in between breaks, I'll have to have some of that chicken or whatever else you got cooking over there. I need to do oh, something, man. but we'll make it happen. <laughs> I appreciate it. That we'll, we'll continue to do specials at the stadium, man. I'm trying to look for the best Raider tailgate. I haven't been getting no responses. I thought they had some carne asada out there, man. I was mm. looking for it. Lot J, Lot J was on and popping. The wife was out at Lot J yesterday, so uh, she said it was on okay. and popping. So yeah, that's that's where it's at right there. Lot J, Lot J, be ready. Grilla McMillan is coming. There it is. You heard it here first, Mark. Thanks so much, my man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Keep up the awesome work, man. Absolutely. We'll do. You do the same. Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back. Lot J, he's looking for you. That's where it's at. The wife was there. A lot of folks are there. Of course, the black hole's there. Everyone's out there, man. It's a good time to have a good time out there in Lot J. And so the next time that we'll have that opportunity won't be on Thursday, but it'll be on uh, week 15, the game that is now not a night game anymore. It has been flexed to a 105 kickoff Pacific Standard Time. 319 is the time. Gangster Waiter, we're going to get your call. As soon as we come back, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, things needed to be said. Things needed to be handled. Um, and when you love a place and you love a you know organization, when you love something so much, I mean, you, you put your heart into it, you know. And so um, to see the way we've responded since then, um, yeah, it makes me, it's a proud moment for me. Um, I'm happy about it. Uh, but we, we got a long way to go until I feel really good about it. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Derek Carr right there talking about what happened after the Colts game, and he said what he had to say. He was angry. He was frustrated, and ever since then, the Raiders have been on three-game winning streak and looking like they're starting to come together. Got a text on our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. What's good, Q? It was a heck of a game in all three phases of the game. Uh, at a time, the Rams on Thursday got to keep it moving. Uh, Raiders, oh, yeah. Damon, did you see who won the Mountain West Conference? Hashtag Bulldog born, Bulldog bred, Fresno, you know. He knows from a 661, which is Bakersfield, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It comes from a 661 number, but that's all right. Fresno. Because I was looking for something to knock that text, but thank you for the six again. Six years. You ain't even from Fresno. No, they probably are. They pro- Look, I got a 559 number, and I'm here in Las Vegas, so you know how that goes. It is what it is. But let's go out to the phone lines to a very patient gangster Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? I don't mind waiting. I got a lot to say. You know what I'm saying? But first of all, I want to say that was a great win. You know how I feel about complimentary football, and I think all phases of the um, team played well. You know what I mean? And like the other caller said, I forget his name. It was the previous caller. He said he didn't like the Josh McDaniel hires at first. And I was like that at first, but then he got hired on my birthday. So then I was like, maybe that's my birthday present in disguise. You know what I'm saying? So I got behind the hire. But then when it got off, got to a rocky start, I was ready to fire him and everything. But JT was like, come on, hang on in there. You know, it's a new this, new that. And so I was like, okay, okay. But now that, I, now that we on the road, got a three-game winning streak going, I like how everything kind of happened organically. You know what I'm saying? You see how we had to get our offensive line together. Instead of going out and signing a big-name lineman, we got together with the um, parts that we had. Now they're gelling. 
and they roll it. You know what I'm saying? Same with our defensive line. Everybody wanted to go out to sign Sue. You know what I'm saying? But even though we had to go get um, old boy from San Diego, I can't think his name right now because he's balling. You know what I mean? We brought him in, and, and, and pretty much it was still organically. You know what I'm saying? Everything mm-hmm. happened organically. Same with our corner. I mean, our DBs and our secondary. Everybody was talking trash about them, but they got it going as well, too. And say everything happened organically. Now the team is gelling and, and rolling as a unit, and everything is, you know, starting out. It was a few things I didn't like, but we ain't got time for all the negative because we got <laughs> another, another game on Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Also, um, this BS about us getting flexed out. We had to sit through two Monday night Denver games, a uh, Denver game on Sunday night, and I think a Denver game on Thursday night, and they're going to flex us out. You know what I'm saying? That's not fair. That's foul. You know what I mean? And um, I don't understand because they flexed us out for the Giants and Washington, and they're not playing no better than us. You know what I'm saying? We on a three-game win streak, and we got – look at the quarterbacks for that game. I think it's Hinky and – Who's the quarterback for the Giants now? Is it Daniel Jones. Jones? Yeah, it's Heineke yeah. and you know Daniel Jones. Yep. Yeah, but a, a matchup with Derek Carr and um, who's the quarterback for um, – Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. That's a better matchup to me. So I really don't understand it. And it's in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? So that's another dish to the Raiders, but that should be more more on fuel for the fire, another chip on our shoulder. But everybody, you know, we got a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like when, they, when they show the little playoff graphic, we in the picture. You know what I mean? And that's that's all. You know, we got a chance. If we do what we're supposed to do, we got a chance to get here. That's all I want to say. You know what I mean? Raider Nation, stand up. Um, and if you're coming to L.A., holler at me. Anybody that's coming to the game, hit me in the inbox. We're going to do something, you know, Wednesday night or tailgate all day Thursday. Holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Keep it gangster, y'all. I'm gone. There goes Gangster Raider right there. And the Giants are 7-4-1. The Commanders are 7-5-1. Right now the NFC East is really the, the biggest, uh, the best division in football. That's why they flexed uh, the Raiders and the Patriots out of there. I'm not saying I'm a big fan of it because I'm not a fan of watching the Giants and Commanders, especially when we just saw them have a tie. <laughs> we just saw them, and now we're going to see them again. But You can just, fail the it's rematch. Just, it's just, I mean, I guess. But, I mean, unfortunately, they're winning teams, right? And right now the Raiders are not. You know, they only have five wins. So that's what the reality of it is. So it wasn't really a big surprise to me that they got flexed out. I kind of expected it. I just thought it was going to be a different game. I didn't think it was going to be that one that they were going to flex into. But there you go. It is what it is. Uh, Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's up, DeMar? Great win. Uh, You know, my biggest thing is uh, we played all three phases and that's what we had to continue doing. <laughs> and that's funny about Trayvon Merrick. Hey, that was a good one. <laughs> that's a good one, Q. You got me on that one. Hey, I, I, I don't say the kid can't play. I, I, I know. Said that. I know. I'm just I, giving I, you a bad time. I know. I know you messed with. But, but what I do want to see, what I want to see from him and the rest of the secondary is ball hawking like Deron. Yeah. Uh, man, that, 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 he, he should have had that interception, but got knocked got knocked off of it, yep. but uh, there should have been an interception. But my thing is make plays, and, and my biggest thing is that with our secondary is that we don't make enough plays back there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't always depend on, on Max and uh, Chandler Jones and pop out to, to Chandler Jones because, you know what, we all gave him a hard time, which yep. he deserved. Yep. He, it ain't like he, he should get a pass. That's his job to, to what he was supposed to do. He didn't do it, and I'm like, I'm like, which with the uh, the guy you had on that said that you know is I know he deep down he really you know he is and and um, I just want to say one more thing uh, for for the key for and I know we're not 
we got to move on for for the uh, Thursday game. But the key for Thursday game, line up Jalen Ramsey. You know they're going to line up Jalen Ramsey on there. That dude is overrated. He's overrated. They're going to line him up on Devontae, and that's where we need to take advantage. He's not that he, – he, I don't know if he lost his spirit or what. You know, teams, when they win Super Bowls, they, they're not the same. So I, I think that's the key to the game is Devontae Adams versus – Jalen Ramsey on, on on Thursday night, man, and great job. You got you guys did a good job. And Q, when you going into the hall? Of, uh, when you getting that award? What award? Uh, I thought you was getting the the broadcasting. Oh no! Of the year. No, no, I'm I'm a finalist for it, but uh, I don't I don't know. I think the voting goes you on go. all month long. No, but you I'm... gonna win it, man. Don't, don't <laughs> no no don't be saying that. You gonna win it, dude. We gonna win it. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Let's, let's go Raiders. There he goes. Raider Mac, appreciate the kind words, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. That was a hell of an honor just to be a finalist. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, you know, blessings always come, man. And I, I, can, I can always say how, how blessed I really am. But, you know, I, I like what Raider Mac said about playmakers. This is something that I kind of emphasize a lot throughout the course of the weekend, even on Q's kickoff yesterday when I had the pregame to the pregame show. The Raiders need to have, and they had on Sunday, to their credit, they had guys that were making plays. Not just out there playing football, but making plays. Devontae Adams made plays. Josh Jacobs made plays. Deron Harmon, as you mentioned, Raider Mac, he made plays. He knocked that, that ball out from Eckler. He caused the fumble. It was funny, in the locker room, Nate Hobbs was talking to us, and he said, because he recovered the fumble, he said, I don't even know who knocked it out. He said, Deron did. He said, of course it was Dude. Of course Dude did it, right, because that's what he does. He made plays. Chandler Jones made plays. And, and to your credit, what you're saying about the secondary, that's how the Raiders take that next step. They have guys that not only are able to defend a wide receiver and not only try to, you know, make a, a pass breakup, but, again, come away with the ball, like you mentioned. That is the next step. They've got to have more playmakers. You know, Devontae Adams is a, a full-fledged playmaker, right? I mean, he's out there. Things happen. Good things happen. And I said at the start of the show, good things happen when the ball's in Devontae's hand. Good things happen when the ball's in Josh Jacobs' hands. Derek Carr is out there making plays. The Raiders need to continue to evolve and get more playmakers, right? A guy like Amik Robertson needs to make a few more plays. He's made a couple this season, but needs to make a few more. Nate, I feel like he's a playmaker. He only had one game back, but you know, he's a guy that I feel like will make some plays. He's kind of around the ball. It's just something about instincts and being around the ball and being that guy. I had uh, Phil Snow. Phil Snow was the defensive coordinator at Baylor. Then he went to Carolina with Matt Rule, and he, he said one time, he said, Q, guys that make plays, that's just natural instincts for them. If you created turnovers, if you were one of those guys that made plays in high school, guess what? You're going to go to college, and you'll probably make plays. When you go to college and make plays, guess what's going to happen? You're probably going to go to the league and make plays. It's just something that's natural. You know, some guys are natural talkers. And so they're probably just going to end up talking and doing some kind of, you know, speech for, for, for a living or whatever. It's just somehow you, it's, it's habit forming. Whatever it is, it's habit forming. The Raiders need to get some more guys that make plays on the regular. If they could continue to do that, you know, just work on that the rest of this season and keep on going, they, they could be in some good place. And, of course, bring in the talent that is going to go and make those natural plays. So thank you so much uh, for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. Uh, got a text here. 69187, keyword R&R. That's the com text line. Big Dub Raiders said, Raider Mac, Devontae Cook, Jalen, when he was in Green Bay, will be good. Go Raiders. And, yeah, you know, it's funny. 
I feel like the window for really solid defensive back play, it, it seems like it always opens and then closes pretty quick, right? Jalen, there was a point in Jalen's career where he was no doubt about it, the best dude out there. Now you can say that there's other guys, right? And so uh, it's just one of those things. And the, one, the good thing about Devontae is he ain't backing down nobody. I mean, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. I have no problem saying he's the best wide receiver in the league, and what he does on the regular, he shows it. Uh, let's see, we got a text from Vegas Pete. What's interesting is all the fans freaking out this season, but uh, after we beat the Rams, we'll be 6-7, and seven at, as, same as last year. Three in a row, another victory Monday. So Vegas Pete is calling a victory on, uh, on, Sunday, or on Thursday excuse me, against the Rams. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game, man. I'm excited about the game, excited to see how it all shakes out. Got one more text here from Mailman Raiders. Q, I think I've been the biggest Chandler hater on the station, but I'll give Flowers when Flowers are due. He needs to continue it, though. Also, when we had the big lead, all I could think of is this team going to blow another lead. McDaniels always says we need to learn how to win, but in my head, it always we need to learn how to play with the lead. They kept their foot on the gas and handled their business. That's Mailman Raider. And the only thing, and I've been giving Coach McDaniels a lot of props, and I know he's way smarter than me. He knows what he's doing. I in, internally, in, in, my, in my gut, I was hoping down by the goal line he was going to go for it on fourth down. I think it was like fourth and one or fourth and two, and they ended up settling for a field goal, uh, and it ended up putting them up by 14 points. I just, and, they, and they did attempt a touchdown uh, pass. They threw it to Devontae. And uh, matter of fact, if they had thrown it to Mac Hollins, it probably would have been a touchdown. But going to Devontae is never a bad thing, <laughs> right? If Derek Carr decides, hey, I'm going to throw it to Devontae Adams, that's never a bad thing, no matter what the situation or what the coverage looks like. So... I, I was hoping that he was going to go for it, but I get it. I get it getting the points. I mean, you got to get the points, and if he had left those points on the, on the field and then didn't get it, then everyone would have been angry because he didn't pick up those, uh, those three points. But, man, I was hoping they were going to be able to finish them off by getting that extra touchdown. It just didn't happen. And I know my man Fabian immediately tweeted out minus four. Uh, I think I – think, Fabian has that like on on speed dial or something. As soon as as soon as the Raiders don't score and get a touchdown, Fabian's like, Doop. tweet tweet sent minus four. But I get it, I get it. That could have been a you know that could have really sealed the deal for the Raiders if uh, they got that touchdown. They just weren't able to do it. But uh, to the defense's credit, they were able to get it done. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Let's get one more call. Let's go out to Shields up. What's on your mind, brother? Q, how you doing, man? I'm blessed. How are you? Good, man. The, your question is about what has changed from yeah. back then to now, correct? Yeah, what's the biggest factor in the Raiders' current three-game winning streak? Defense, man. Without question, defense. You know what I know is your team's punting the ball, Q. Yeah. Yep. I see a lot of punts, and I think that's attributed to Tillery. I think the addition <clears> – <throat> I'm sorry, my, my voice is a little <clears> – <throat> my throat's a little shaky – um, the addition to Tillery has opened the door to Chandler Jones. This man's getting deep into the backfield, mm-hmm. pushing up the middle, and disrupting stuff. And he's going to draw more attention, which is going to draw attention away from Chandler Jones. And where we are one short of a linebacker, there's no doubt. Uh, an outside one, Masterson is not there. The secondary seems to be shored up pretty good. But the bottom line is it's the defense, man. And if I, I might be wrong, correct me if I am, but he, the play calling, Graham's play calling is more aggressive. The blitzing up the middle yeah. is, is, is awesome. And I, I think that's the bottom line, man. Thank you for taking my call, man. And always, shields up. Let's go.
Thank you, my man. Appreciate the call. It's always great to hear from you. And, yeah, man, that defense is something that I, I like to hang my hat on the defense as well. I, I really do. And I know that that's not the sexiest uh, call. I know that that's not, you know, the, those aren't the big money guys, except for Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But for the most part, those aren't the guys that have the big bankroll. I get it. But, man, like I was saying, and we've been talking about for weeks, that that defense needed to be able to complement the offense. And now you're seeing not only the defense complement the offense, you're seeing the special teams complement the defense and the offense, and you're seeing the coaching better. From Joshua Daniels to Patrick Graham, I think the coaching's a lot better. And I really, and I had a lot of people hit me up on Twitter and ask me about the, the, the holder holding the ball for Daniel Carlson and why they were doing that because they were indoors. There was no win. It's not like they were knocking the ball off the tee. Well, head coach Josh McDaniels actually talked about that earlier today. He was asked. I think Vinny uh, asked him about that, and uh, he gave a really good answer on why that they're doing that, and I think it's really smart why they're doing that. So let's, uh, let's go to head coach Josh McDaniels real quick, clarifying the kick rule. There's a little bit of a um, – they clarified a rule uh, a couple weeks ago that, um, you know, you're, you're permitted to hold the ball – on the top of the tee now. And um, so, you know, you got a good kicker. You can add hang time to the kick. Um, and uh, I think you saw Daniel use that to our advantage yesterday. And, um, you know, as long as you don't kick it into the end zone, um, extra hang time, you know, put it at the goal line. We're further down there. You know, it gives the cover team a, a better opportunity to make some tackles inside the 25-yard line, which I think we did a, a decent job of that yesterday. But, um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's the rules. So uh, they clarified it a couple weeks ago, and we're just we're gonna if it's if it helps us gain some kind of an advantage, uh, then we'll we'll try to do that. I love how he sounded so reluctant to even answer that. <laughs> I love how he was like. Damn it, Vinny, why'd you ask me this? I really don't want to talk about why we're doing it, but I had many people ask me, like, hey, man, I see Daniel Carlson's hang time looks a lot better. Is that because of the holder? And it is, and that's why he's doing that. And if you can, even five yards, it might not seem like that big a deal, but if you could pin them back inside the 20 as opposed to them getting the ball to 25, that is a big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, right there, it's, it's, it's the hidden yardage that, that comes into a game and it comes into play at some point. And so as long as it's helping them, why not do it? Right, and that just means that the kickoff coverage team, they've got to be able to make sure they get down there with that extra hang time and get to the ball carrier because, well, they had a guy holding the ball, so he's not going to get up immediately. So they could be down one less, one less tackler, but at the same time, if the hang time is there, he can get up and get down there in time. So I thought it was a pretty smart play and smart move by the coaching staff to go ahead and do that. Let's take one quick call, and then we'll take a break. Raider Fish in Berkeley, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? <laughs> Wow. Hey, uh, man, I'm so fired up. I just picked up the horn. Let me call my folks down there in Nevada. You know, I'm out here in Berkeley, California. What's the question? I don't even know the darn question. What's the question of the day? <laughs> what do you feel like the biggest factor in the Raiders' current three-game winning streak is? Oh, oh man. You know what? L-O-S, baby. On both sides. Line of scrimmage play. Domination in the trenches on both sides of the pigskin. Line of scrimmage, no doubt about it. Because when stuff, when wheels start flying off the axles and brake dust and sparks and the, and the car is careening out of control, it's probably because the line of scrimmage on one of both sides is faulty. But right now we ride in 3-0 because both sides of the line are doing what they are capable of doing. So that's my uh, situation, and I just want to 
man, you know what? Real quick, Q and Demond and Red Nation, let me tell you something. We're checking a lot of boxes. Early in the season, we couldn't win close ones. We couldn't win on the road. And then yesterday, we checked off another one because now we're winning on the road. We're winning close ones. And now we've got to choke somebody out with the lead. So now... Here we come, Thursday night. Guess what? Prime time, baby, prime time. I'm going to call back in with the uh, fishology later this week. Raiders. There he goes, Raider Fish at Berkeley. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate you. And speaking of that uh, prime time game, it's on Amazon Prime on Thursday, Raiders and Rams. And there's actually going to be a feature done on the Raiders before the game. It's going to air, and it's going to have Raider Nation Radio 920 on it. Matter of fact, NFL Films was here earlier today at the Oyo, at the Underground Lounge, where we're at right now, filming what was going on, filming some of Raider Nation calling in, listening to them. So uh, there's going to be a big feature on the Raiders at Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday prior to the Raiders and Rams game. So kind of put that in a programming note. Check that out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. They were over at Raiders HQ earlier today, and they were videoing some there. So uh, it's going to be a big feature. Battle of L.A., you know, as the Raiders are still the favorite team in L.A., even though the Rams and the Chargers both play there. The Raiders still own it, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, we'll tell you more about that as it comes around, but excited about Thursday night football as the Raiders have a quick turnaround, taking on the Chargers week 14 action, kicking off week 14. 3.42 is the time. We're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. You want to get hooked up? We got the hookup for you. I got T-shirts. I got a calendar. You want a Hooters calendar for 2023? I mean, for planning purposes only, right? Of course, you want to have it so you can plan out your next year. We got you. You want the official IPA of the Raiders? We got you. We got all kind of stuff here for you. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, Raider Nation Radio 920. We've got VGK hookup tickets. I mean, we've got the chance to do just about anything that you want. Jared is even here. You know if Jared's here, then it's a party. So never mind. Just kidding. Jared said he's not here. <laughs> that must mean he's on. He must mean he's grounded, and he ain't supposed to leave the house, and he might have left the house. His probation officer is going to be looking for him now. But uh, anyone else, can come on by, hang out with us. 343 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge, the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 3.47 is the time. We're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every Monday night for Monday Night Football. And, of course, tonight, Tampa Bay and New Orleans will be on the screens. We already got Raider Nation here in the building. My man, Jason, a.k.a. Twilight's here. Dollar Bill is here. Uh, a lot of folks are here. So all you got to do is come on by, hang out with us, check out the action on the TV screen, and enjoy some of the, the great drink and food specials that they have going on. There was a great special going on at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. I was really proud to, I want to say part of, but I wasn't part of it. I just witnessed it. And that was the honoring of Cliff Branch, uh, not only before the game, but also during halftime. Before the game, Elaine Anderson was right there outside of Section 206. That's where the Hall of Fame wall is. Richard Seymour was just there a couple weeks ago, saw his number go up there, and he was able to talk to us for a few minutes. Well, Elaine Anderson was there with the Hall of Fame bus that was that was Cliff Branch, and Mark Davis was there, and they were all excited to see that put up onto the wall. And I thought that that's really where it was going to end, and then maybe at halftime, they were going to get the, the rings 
for Elaine and, and the Branch family didn't realize the Raiders were putting together a whole to-do. And when I say a to-do, it was a to-do. It was fantastic. Really kind of told the story of Cliff Branch, how he became a Raider, how he was discovered, that he was a track star, you know, showed pictures of him when he was uh, a little kid. And also then he, uh, the, the, the track players or track guys came out, and Jacoby Ford was apparently one of them, former Raider wide receiver. Didn't realize that at the time. Matter of fact, I didn't even realize that till today. <laughs> just to be 100% honest with you, and they ran a 100-yard dash and checking out the blazing speed. and So, again, it was just kind of reenacting the whole story of Cliff Branch. Then all of a sudden we're looking up at the, the video screen. Then we see a guy coming down the, the runway, and he's got the, the Raider uniform on, the helmet. You don't know who it is. And then he's on the, on the side catching passes with Fred Belitnikoff that's wearing his 25 jersey, and he drops the first one, and Freddie like, gives him instructions on, no, you got to catch the ball like this, and so he does, and then that was cool. Then also Jim Plunkett's out there with his 16 jersey on, and he throws the pass to Jacoby Ford, and he takes it the other way, so 100 yards one way, 100 yards the other way. It was uh, pretty cool, and then there was a bunch of Raider Hall of Famers there on the field as well, but it was fantastic, and I don't care how many times I try to describe it, it's never going to be as good as the video. I promise you. No matter what I do, it will never be as good as the video. We do have the audio. We'll play that on tomorrow's show for you so you can hear how it was narrated throughout Allegiant Stadium if you didn't happen to see it or happen to hear it. But uh, we'll do that on tomorrow's show. But uh, before the game, when we got to see Elaine Anderson and the, the bust of Cliff Branch and see his name be put up on the Hall of Fame wall, she gave us a couple minutes of her time to talk to us about just what that moment meant. What an amazing day. He's finally going to get his ring. He's going to get his just due. And I'm so happy. I'm, I'm very emotional. Before I wasn't emotional, but now it has come to an end that he gets his just due. I'm very emotional. And I know he's up there crying too. <laughs> what does it mean to you that Mark Davis has really just taken your brother's memory and has cemented it here forever? Mark was Clifford's best friend forever and he has proven that in every single way. They loved each other. That was a time they lived together. They were roommates. Mark would do the cooking and Clifford would do the, the cleaning. And so they're just going to be best friends forever. Mark said nobody could ever take Clifford's pace. They were just just meant to be the best of friends. Would you mind sharing just a quick story about your brother, maybe that just a, a happy memory that you have with him that will live with you forever? The fact that he understood he was worthy to be in the Hall of Fame, and he also knew he was going to the Hall of Fame because he'd always say, when I go to the Hall of Fame, when I go. So I'm just really proud that he was confident in himself and he knew he was going one day. would get up on Saturday mornings before the game and he'd do all the cleaning and Mark is like why are you cleaning I think Clifford had some nervous energy he needed to to burn off so he'd clean up the apartment and Mark would cook and that's how they live what does it mean to see Raider Nation out here celebrating your brother like they are and let me tell you he loved Raider Nation when he'd run into the fans, he would actually let them try on his rings. Yeah. He had no fear. He said, those are my fans. I love them, and they love me. So to see them here today is the ultimate. And to get his ring. And the ring is get it at halftime. The ring is the icing on the cake. Yeah. It's the icing on the cake. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.
There it is right there. That's a couple-minute conversation with the sister of Cliff Branch right before uh, the game. That was during. That was around 1230-ish. Uh, it was pushed back at first, and I thought I was going to miss it. But I'm, even though it was only a couple minutes of talking to her, just to hear the emotion and the joy in her voice, I'm so glad I didn't miss that opportunity uh, to see that and witness it and hear what she had to see, say and see how happy she was knowing that Cliff was going to get the ring and the family was going to get the ring and to see the branch name up on the wall. I just thought it was awesome. I thought the Raiders did a really good job with the whole thing. I really did. And, you know, I, I, everyone's always going to have their own feelings, this, that, and the other. I thought the thing was perfect. I thought it was such a great tribute to, obviously, a super great player in Cliff Branch that was taken too soon, taken before he had an opportunity to get the roses himself and get the, the ring and get the jacket and get the bust and give his speech in Canton, Ohio. But, man, oh, man, he would be so happy to know how many people have celebrated him from everything that happened this, uh, this summer when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, when all the Raider Nation was there in Canton, Ohio, from the party that Mark Davis had, from the tribute to have all the players back at the hotel, renting out the whole stinking hotel in honor of Cliff Branch, with Cliff Branch pictures all over that hotel. All the players that I've talked to about that experience have told me how great of an experience that was. And I can only imagine because I know how great of a time I had, and I didn't experience like they did. I did go to the party where Diana Ross was performing, and there was so many Raiders represented there, and it was just such a great time. You can see that Mark Davis spared no expense in making sure his best friend had a hell of a party. So I definitely salute to the Raiders and salute to Mark Davis for the tribute on Sunday to Cliff Branch. Let's go out to the phone lines. we got Tyler Dragon from USA Today coming up at 4 o'clock. Let's talk to Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's going on, Q? Chilling, How you man. Doing, brother? Good. Good, good. Uh, what, was, what was the question again? <laughs> well, what do you believe the biggest factor in the Raiders' current three-game winning streak is? Oh, okay. Uh, for me, that's easy. I'm, I'm going to give you two names and one word after that. Uh, first name, uh, Deron Harmon. Uh, I feel like he brings a, g- a great energy to our defense. And to be honest, man, ever since I felt as if he, he called out the defense a little bit, like, you know, yeah. when your brother makes a play, you, you celebrate your brother. You know, you celebrate that person next to you. And I feel like now that's starting to bring out the best in us a little bit, you know, definitely definitely uh, an improvement from what we've seen in the beginning of the season. Um, so hats off to him for that. Uh, and another name, uh, Tillery, Jerry Tillery. Man, I, I like him personally. Uh, I feel like ever since he came in man, on that D line, yeah, I'm noticing they getting a lot more. Ju- they got a lot more juice, man. Like mm-hmm. they're collapsing the pocket a lot more than what they were doing in the beginning. And for me, it feels like they're doing it all four quarters. Now it's, it's not perfect by any means, but hey, I, I'll, I'll take that up to this point. Uh, and the last word is um, fun. It looks like they're having fun out there. Yeah. Every every time, no matter you know, uh, they miss a play. He's get up, get on to the next one. You know, Chandler Jones had his breakout game yesterday, and he was he was out there rolling. You know, teammates was laughing and just having a good old time, man. So that's that's always great to see, man. But um, yeah, I can, I can get used to this uh this uh victory Monday for the third week in a row. Not waking up on a Monday feeling upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say, Q, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to Demond. Thank you guys. And uh, I'm about to go enjoy this Keenan Allen special, this barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Boom. little barbecue chicken action to close things out. Raider Mike, thanks for that call. You know, it's funny, man. We've been talking about the, the turnaround, the three-game winning streak now for two hours, you know, off and on a few minutes here and there as we talked to Ed Graney, we talked to Mark McMillan, and just about everyone, Damon, has said the defense. So many people have said the defense or defensive players. Deron Harmon, Jerry Tillery, defense making plays. Funny how that works. Mm. Funny how that works. Defense does matter. 
Defense does matter. Defense does matter. 3.56 is the time. When we come back, kickoff hour number three, Tyler Dragon, USA Today. He'll join the show. Shreya Nation Radio, 920.